What's up, everybody? Before I get into my typical intro, I just need to emphasize the fact that today is a very special episode of Backstage Ballers. It's episode eight, and guesting on my podcast is one of my own personal inspirations. So without further ado, welcome back to a new episode of Backstage Ballers. I'm your host, Ross Kogan, and today I'm joined by Buster Cher, a social media influencer and owner of Hoops Nation who has accumulated millions of combined followers across all the socials. Buster, what's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I'd say you're an inspiration as well. Oh, thank you. So it seems like Hoops Nation has taken you places you never even knew were possible when you were younger. I mean, I can only guess. Um, But we'll hop into that. Anyway, before we get into things in the present, I just want to quickly talk about kind of what inspired you to start Hoops Nation or just something like that. How did you get the idea of it? Yeah, so I started just blogging about fantasy basketball because that's just kind of what I was passionate about at age 14, 15 years old. I was a terrible student, so school was out of the question. I had to find at least something that would make me happy because right. I loved I loved playing basketball, but I wasn't good enough to do that, you know, all the time. I played on like my private school that I went to in like Brooklyn, which was terrible at sports, terrible at everything, honestly, not a good school. Um, and you know, so we had practiced like two times a week and I was like my happy time, but I needed something else on top of that. And I was a huge NBA fan, but the only thing, there was nothing actionable off of that. It was just like, all right, I'm going to sit here and watch and then be sad when it's over, especially when my Knicks lose every night. And so I was, I was eventually able to like find something that I really liked that was a little actionable and that was fantasy basketball. So I started blogging about that back then on Facebook and then you know, around the same time I moved from Brooklyn to Connecticut to the high school, which I did my the last three years of high school, which I loved in uh, Westport, Connecticut. And that school had a radio broadcasting program. And when I was growing up, I always thought I wanted to be like a radio broadcast because one of the things that I loved, like I said, was watching, uh, you know, like the Knicks play. So I wanted to be watching the Knicks and the Yankees. So I wanted to be like either Mike Breen or Michael Kay, the two play-by-play announcers for the Knicks and Yankees. And my high school had a radio broadcasting program, so I started radio broadcasting everything from girls, JV, field hockey, you know, to eventually when I got more lucky, you know. Right, it was your uh, passion. You know, like boys, JV, basketball. And then I was, like, pumped about that. Um, so I kept, kept doing that kind of stuff, uh, you know, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, and around the same time, I started expanding this fantasy basketball outlet to uh, an all-NBA outlet, and then eventually uh, just basketball, but all levels of basketball, because I did like little side like tests of doing it for baseball, football, hockey, soccer, under the, pla- under the brand names of all-NBA all day, all you know, NFL all day, all... MLB, so on and so forth, but I decided I wanted to just focus on basketball, but all levels of basketball, and that's how Hoops Nation came to be on Facebook, and I brought the broadcasting, you know, side of it to Facebook to, Live, like, to Facebook Live, and that's where <clears throat> I was able to kind of create this, like, ideal version of what I wish brands were like, in the sense of, you know wanting them to be more personable, rather than, like, the reason, you know, we start to see people be less interested in like the ESPNs of the world because it's not or why they're trying to go back of that with like bringing in Omar and stuff like that. Right. Because they, they have to understand that personal brands just have higher engagement. 
So why not have a personal brand be aligned with um, a media outlet? And I got to say, so like now it's, be, you know, I, I'm sure you spent more, you spend more time in it now than you did before, just because, you know, there's been so much success that has come from it. So what's time management like uh, nowadays in a sense where you're running Hoops Nation, but also, you know, your Buster is just a whole big entity in itself. Yeah, time management is terrible. They're always, I get done in a day, like 5% of what I want to get done in a day. <laughs> like no matter how hard I work, it's always 5%. And like, because there's just like a million other things. And the more time I have to think about things, the more things I realize I haven't done. Do you like just keep so a list? Like a, do you keep like a list of things you got to do? Or is it just, you know, you kind of remote, keep reminding yourself and forget half the time? I forget half the time, but I have like a full stacked calendar every day on top of that. Oh, so God. And then people are constantly texting me, like asking why certain things haven't been done yet and i'm allocating all these things but i have to check up on the people that i allocated all the things to and i have people that check up on the people that check up on the people right so it's all allocated you know and then there's filming and then there's you know giving you know like more general stuff <clears> and like some of the more like and then put all that aside and then try to have like a second of just like hangout <laughs> you know just it's to like, just to relax yeah, there's not much of that, but I wouldn't want it any other way. I'm just happy I'm not in school. You there know, you go. Because like, for me, it was just like That's me right toxic. now. But I think for certain people, it is amazing. But for me, I just like, I just can't do it. Well, I mean, it's good. You, you, know, you know yourself better than anybody else. And quick little transition, but I want to like kind of set the tone real quick for the rest of this episode. As an as amazing of a basketball content mecca, you could call it, as Hoops Nation is, I really just want to focus mainly on your experience with sports media and business or entrepreneurship, if that's what you want to call it, uh, outside of posting daily basketball content. And I'd like to first kind of start off with personal branding because I feel like that's something, and I think you know, that you excel at. Um, I mean... You got hundreds and thousands of guys supporting the Buster for Prez 2020 campaign. It all had to. It all had to start somewhere. And I'll tell you, I remember back that you know the days back when your personal was bust. It was wasn't it Busta Sure, right? Yeah, that's still my private personal, but yeah. And okay, well there's there a little bit of some sort of transition that had to happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was yeah. that transition like? From Busta Sure to Buster. Yeah, and just like, kind of putting a, um, a face to the name of Hoops Nation so that, you know, more people knew that Buster was the one running Hoops Nation. Yeah, I mean, quite literally, uh, I was able to get the username because um, it became available and no way. got lucky there. But um, beyond that, uh, I just knew that for Hoops Nation to be the best and for myself personally to do the best and get the most business, it made a ton of sense to... And for my, like, personal goals and, like, wanting to make videos and wanting to be, like, a broadcaster and wanting to do all these things, there was no downside to having a personal brand with a business that people liked. So that's kind of what it came down to, and I just decided I was going to do that in, like, my own unique way through, like, having fun and running for president, which I'm going to be one day. Right. That's my, yeah. one of the life goals. I mean, because why not? Um, right. Trump's president. It's like, you know I mean? You know? Like, yeah. No, 100%. So, have you always had the ability to post whatever you wanted without worrying about judgment, or was that something that took time to acquire? Um, 
I mean, I get backlash all the time. People people say crazy things, but I know that I'm not doing like as long as like I mean, there are a couple of things that I think about when I'm posting, right? Yeah. It's would I be happy with every single person in my family seeing this? Sure. Like, I like that. Yes right. is always yes. Right. So that's a given. Would I be happy with every single one of my followers seeing this? Yes. Always. And then if those two things are true, post I mean, it. You know, post it. I feel like I'm going through that transitional phase now. And surprisingly, I think I'm having a pretty decent time with it, just kind of forgetting the backlash and kind of just going all in because I feel like if you're going to commit to personal branding and starting to uh, kind of cross-promote my theme page with my personal and vice versa, I just feel like you kind of have to go all in. Yeah, man. I mean, what's the alternative? I mean, I there really is none. Bingo. So... Also, another thing that you are pursuing is the Buster Show. I, lo- yes. I love, I listen to all the episodes. Um, but what I want to ask, which really interests me, I like the little clips, by the way. There's a few little clips that like I've saved. Um, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. So do you feel that the Buster Show has helped in developing your personal brand? And just in general, what do you feel that being the host of your own podcast has allowed you to do that Hoops Nation hasn't? I think the podcast does a couple of things. One, it allows me to network with a few people that I haven't, that I hadn't been able to prior or wouldn't had prior. Um, and I think that'll only continue to get crazier and crazier. But um, so I love it for that. I also like the feedback isn't, it's not direct, like posting on social media is because yeah. people are listening and then they don't, they don't tell me like, you know, like most people don't tell me that they listen like occasionally in person be like, yo, I listen to your podcast. Like I literally had no idea. Right. Or Whereas, you get, like, or you YouTube, get the reposts on Instagram on the stories. You see those. Yeah, yeah. I see those, but that's, a, you know, a couple people here and there. And oftentimes they only do that because they want me to reshare it. And that's just like the truth. But, um, you know, that's social media. Um, but you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's podcasts are a beautiful thing because it's longer form conversation. So it's conversation. Even the people that I have on that I know really well, like if, if you come on my podcast, like we'll have conversations, you know, similar to this, where right. it's just like, it's something that you wouldn't have in any other setting ever. That's because true. The phones are off. Like you're just sitting there, you're looking right at the other person. That's why, you know, Joe Rogan is more powerful than anyone on TV. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, that's completely true. I mean, but what he does, he just, you, you just talk about what you're passionate about. And I think that's also something that I get, fr- I get from this, being able to talk about all of basketball, besides the fact that D'Lo just dropped 22 points in his debut with the Timberwolves. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, like, because, you know, there's so many aspects to basketball and just the, the sport in general that I think hosting a podcast has allowed you and is now allowing me to kind of pursue and cover, which I love. Yeah, it's I like I like talking to people. I hate writing. I hate reading. Oh yeah. I just like talking to people, and if and I love it when it lives somewhere afterwards and it doesn't die. That's true. Yeah, that's really how I look at podcasts. But I uh, like there, you know, for me, like for mine, it's all just like culture in general. So mm-hmm. there have been episodes where we don't even talk about basketball. 
You know what? I, I got to get around to that because there are some things that I'm just, I just too impassioned about that aren't necessarily about the sport. But I just feel like, you know, you could be a baller in something that has nothing to be do, do with basketball. You could be balling in the fashion industry. Yeah, a lot of ballers are balling in the fashion industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so... so I, think, I, I think, like, for you, though, as well, like, when you are thinking about doing that, or if in the past you have chose not to talk about some of the stuff you're passionate about outside, if you're really passionate about it, other people will be passionate about it, too. That's what I've learned. It's like, you just got to show... You have to show them that... You have to show... You have to do a great job of showing them why you're passionate about it. And when you're able to convey that passion to them, they'll be passionate about it, too. Right, they reciprocate but if it. You, if you don't, if you're like, I know it's not basketball, but then they're going to be like, oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, the followers and the listeners, they feed off your energy, which... 100%. Right. So, next question. I want to know, I see some cool photo shoots, uh, experiences on Twitch playing 2K with some NBA guys. What are some of your favorite experiences that have, that have come from Hoops Nation and your, your brand? Favorite experiences? Uh, I've, I've been at the last couple of All-Stars, which has been super cool. And really? I go to Chicago for this one on Thursday. Um, so I love, I love doing stuff like that. I was craziest one. And shout out to my boy, uh, Shout out to my good friend Jack and uh, another good friend Manu. But this past year, I was courtside at the NBA Finals, which was pretty cool. Wow! There's a whole there's a whole mess of a story, uh, you know, on how I got there because I missed my flight in the morning, and <laughs> it was day of, so I had a 7 a.m. flight to Toronto, day of game, 7 p.m. game in Canada. So I'm literally going to another country, and I missed my flight. So I have to take a flight, I get another flight to Detroit to then transfer. It's now like 3 p.m. for a 7 p.m. start game, and I'm still not in the country. And you got to go through customs got, and everything. Yeah, and I've got a courtside seat at the NBA Finals. <laughs> and uh, so I'm freaking out. And the flight from Detroit, because I flew from New York to Detroit, flight from Detroit to Toronto was delayed. Um, so we're on the runway. It's now like 5 p.m. in another country for 7 p.m. start time. We take off. It's a 45-minute flight. Get in at 5.45-ish. Have to go through like all this stuff. Uh, it's like 6.30 now. Yeah. And I'm still at the airport. I get on the train that goes directly downtown. Fortunately, my friend's place is right by the arena. I get in at you know, 6.55 for a 7.10 start time, strip start time, national TV, finals game. And somehow I drop off my bags and we make it in. And you're you know, there. As, as, like, right before starting lineups. And that's, crazy. That's like, that's, like, one of those things that maybe in the moment it's a little hectic, but that makes for one hell of a story. Bro. Story. It's so insane. But the funniest part about all of that is it stemmed from a mistake on my end. I literally just slept through my alarm. <laughs> I've yet to do that, like, but I'm so nervous that I'll sleep through an alarm. Yeah, like I you ever set like five, ten alarms just to like make sure you get up? Yeah, that's it's been explained to me though that that's like really bad for your sleep. The actually like the trick. Yeah, like setting multiple alarms because then you like you wake up and you're in like the half sleep 
Whereas like it's best to, here's what I've learned. Uh-oh. It's best to set an alarm and then put it across the room. So you have to get up to go get it. Oh, and make it like a really annoying sound. So you have to turn yeah. it off. Yep. I got to do that. If you, if you care, that's what you have to do. Cause otherwise you're going to snooze and then you're going to like mess up your sleep and you're not going to get up. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've been doing of, of late. Um, yeah, that's what I would recommend for that. I gotta, you know what? I'm starting that tomorrow. Boom. I'm starting that. Do you have any favorite NBA players that you've met? Favorite NBA players? Um, do, 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 the Plumley brothers are amazing. I love them. Uh, you met Miles, Miles and Miles and Mason. Miles, Mason. Marshall. Marshall, who's in the army right now. Okay. They're all the best. I was with Marshall like two days before he went to the army. Uh, Miles is in Australia right now. He's balling. Uh, Mason's obviously with Denver. He's yeah killing it as well. Um, he's a he's I, a great player. Every, great player. I love all the Knicks. Obviously, um, Brezdikas is one of my favorites right now. <clears throat> they were the Forbes um, list just came out, um, and the Knicks were up there like number one most valuable team, which I'm sure wasn't too much of a surprise, but you know with with how they've the been only doing. List there the only list they're at the top of tell you that much um or the uh, but, uh, the draft lottery right, right, right. sorry exactly. i i had to do it no it's true um but uh their nba plays who i like a lot you met spencer you met spencer dimwitty right yeah spencer i've known spencer for a long time i've known spencer since right after he came out of the d league i was we were Hanging out uh, after his first 20-point NBA game two, three years ago in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, pretty much every 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 guy I've ever come across has been super cool. Um, one guy that I would love to meet is LeBron. Oh yeah, that'd be a nice yeah, collab. Be cool. Maybe he'll be your VP. Right. <laughs> hey, he could be. I would be. I'll be his VP. I don't care. <laughs> Anything, you know, maybe like throw a Senate in there, KD or something. I don't know. Have like a, a power front office. Yeah, that would be that yeah. would be great. I would do anything with LeBron. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Buster and I have had the chance to work uh, together a little bit on his podcast project, trying to guest on three hundred sixty-five podcasts in a year. For those of you who don't know how many days in a year there are, there's three sixty-five, so that's one a year. I mean, one a day. Sorry. Um, yes. And if there's one thing that I've learned so far about Buster, it's that you are very ambitious. So I got to ask, do you have any goals for the future that you would like to share? If any of them like are maybe like top secret and you're like planning on revealing on a certain date, then no pressure. But like if there's anything you do want to share, definitely go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of like bigger picture stuff, but yeah. I'm definitely trying to be president. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to buy the Knicks one day. Um, you know, that would be a pretty sturdy life if I was able to accomplish both of those things. I would love to, oh, yeah. you know, continue to, you know, That'd be a love sick all life. my friends and family and hope everyone is healthy and do the best I can by everyone else. But like holistically, those are, those are all there, but I would love to be president and have bought the next. That's a that good, that's pretty, a good answer. Do you, it'll be pretty rad. Do you see a future? Do you? <laughs> Do you see like an alternative future for Hoops Nation, or do you like, do you, like do you know what I'm asking? Almost like, 
do you think you're going to turn that into anything else to what it is right now, or are you just going to keep posting insane basketball content? Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's a chance if, like, one day ESPN came and was like, we want to partner and just have you on, like, on as, like, you know, right. like, couldn't, like, continue in, like, the direction of it, but allow me to, like, that would be cool. do my own stuff separately. Like, that's a thing that could be a possibility, like, three plus years down the road. But until, until like, 2022, 2023... It's really just going to be exactly what it is right now. Right. And one of the things I've noticed, too, is like, I was just talking about this before, before we hopped on the phone, but um, it's like, you just got to try new things. Because, for example, like, in four years on Instagram, it it took four years to get 900,000 followers on Instagram, whereas on TikTok, it took four months to get one and a half million. Yeah. It's just like, you just got to, you just got to try, man. That's really it. And don't... Yeah. or like have an ego about a following because that's what I've seen is like what takes people down. <laughs> so I got a question for you and I know it's probably not the most fitting question um, after we just talked about not getting too ca- caught up in a following, but this is kind of an on the spot question and this is just out of curiosity. Yes. Um, and if you don't want to answer, that's completely fine. But if you had the option to swap following, Buster would have 900 plus K and hoops nation would have 130 or 40,000 that you're that buster does right now. Would you, would you, you check the box? Is it all the same people or is it like people that are more passionate about me? The engagement stays the same. Like not like it, it's proportionate. So if you have 900,000 followers on buster, the engagement is the same as it is on hoops nation. Like it's proportionate. And I'm able to post, uh, You know, I probably wouldn't, honestly, because I think, because I'll do that on my own, you know, separately. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't want to want to build it back up on hoops just because of a time thing. But I think personal will happen naturally. Right. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap, but that would be dope if I just had like 800,000 more. <laughs> also, I feel like it's just nice to have like, you know, regards to the number, like everyone that follows you care about everything that you're posting. Yeah. Huge differentiator. Like you look at like booty models i feel so bad for them they post one like inspirational thing and people are hating on them because people are just there for the booty you know <laughs> that's one way of looking at it yeah <laughs> right i mean, that's, it, like, I mean very, it's, it's true very, sure straightforward example but it's the truth so the final segment of this episode as it is with the rest is allotted towards giving advice and I wanted to leave enough time in this episode to have at least a few minutes to talk about advice. And rather than leaving it as open-ended for you, I at least want to provide like a guided question or two to kind of like tailor your advice. Now, my first question, and might be my only one if, you know, it's a good long answer, which, you know, we can both contribute to, is if someone's trying to grow a theme page or develop their brand or pursuing their passion in some way on social media regardless of the platform, what do you think is a more effective method or take on growth? Quantity of posts or quality of posts? So do you think it's more important to offer something unique or is it more important to offer a lot? I think in today's day and age, it's more important to offer a lot because I know a lot of people that do really good stuff and no one sees it. But, I mean, it's obviously a combination of both. But to pick one, it's, it's quantity over quality because 
if it has like a minimum level of quality and you're pushing it out consistently, you will by nature get better at it over time. But if you have the consistency in place, you will uh, you'll crush it. That's true. I mean, listen, as much as people would love a combination of both, I feel like that's so hard to achieve doing something different and unique, but also like so much of it where, you know, gains enough traction. But on something like TikTok, I, I posted, I think, in one day just to experiment, like, I think, like, maybe 10 videos in a day, which, I mean, at least for me is a lot, maybe not for some other people. And, I mean, one of them got over, like, got, like, 1.2 million views, and I only had, like, a 1,000 followers. I don't know. I mean, that might, might be just specific to the platform since it's so organic, you know, whereas on something on Instagram, I might lose 200 followers if I post 20 times in a day. You know how people are really picky about that? So I don't know. I guess I guess a balance is the right answer. Um, yeah, people people are super picky with how I post on Instagram, and that's probably honestly why I don't have more like even more than I do now because I've I've always chosen the route of I'm gonna post whatever I want, whenever I want, and if you want it, you'll be here, and if you don't, that's cool too. That's right. And then final thoughts, advice for people, whether they're involved in sports or not, on LinkedIn. Um, I see you're involved on LinkedIn a bit, and I think it's an underrated platform. I ended the last episode with Mikey Nomengala talking about it, but I want to talk about it with you as well. Um, how do you kind of go about that platform? Do you have any advice for it to you know, make connections? How often should you post? Yeah, I think I think one of the number one things for LinkedIn is just – once again, consistency, but um, putting out like authentic lessons that you've learned and talking about your mistakes in like a cool, like honest way. Right, where you can um, like learn from them or show the bright side of the situation. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So I think I think just being very real in that regard um, is always the best way to go for every platform. But right, right. Too. Um, and as far as like networking in. I mean, go to people you admire and just see if you find interesting people that they're associated with um, and just start following and engaging, commenting, liking all the normal social media stuff, but it's super true on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. So I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, Buster. It's been an amazing episode. I'm glad we talked about everything uh, we both plan on talking about. Um, final goodbyes, final thoughts. I appreciate having you on. Appreciate you having me on. Um, make sure to vote, uh, you know, in the upcoming presidential elections. And um, I'll, I'll be I'll be voting Buster. Appreciate that. Awesome. Um, and have an awesome week. And I hope you learned something from this episode. Awesome.